There were two more murders 15 miles when away. We arrived, they found the telephone we have a, and electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. If we've learned anything from this podcast, it's that money is the root of all evil. On June 29th, 1993, a man who was desperate for his inheritance was executed for his crimes. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Markham Duff Smith of Huntsville, Texas, was an insurance agent who found himself in some serious debt in 1975. He opened his own firm and, with his earnings, took himself on lavish cruises, bought expensive cars, and filled his closet with pricey suits. But now, his spending habits were catching up to him in the worst ways. This desperate man met bank employee Walter Waltauser and relayed to him his financial woes. It was Walter who would become the mastermind behind a murderous plan for Markham to get the money he thought he deserved to get himself out of debt. He claimed that he had a friend who would be willing and he claimed he had a friend who would be willing to help. He contacted Paul McDonald and asked him to use his bail bonds contacts to find someone willing to commit murder. But who were they going to kill? The unlucky target was none other than Markham's own adoptive mother, Gertrude Zabolio. Markham had been adopted when he was just two weeks old. The adoption, however, wasn't a happy one. Gertrude treated her adopted son poorly, with high expectations and no love and affection. Though he was raised in private schools and given all the advantages to ensure a successful life, his mother was critical and difficult to please. Her death would mean little to him outside of being a big paycheck. So when Paul McDonald came back with a hitman named Wayne Jenica, Markham was eager to pay up. He paid $10,000 total, $6,500 to Wayne Jenica and $3,500 to Paul McDonald. Walter Waldhauser gave the men the necessary details and the plan was set into motion. On October 15, 1975, Gertrude Zabolio was murdered inside of her home by Wayne Jenica. She entered her home after having dinner at a nearby cafeteria and found that Wayne had been waiting for her to return. She was strangled to death. According to later reports, just before she died, Wayne told her who contracted her death. She accepted her fate and was not at all surprised by this news. He left behind a suicide note, took her driver's license to prove her death, and fled the home. When Wayne presented the license, Markham was dissatisfied. Only half of the contracted kills had taken place. Wayne had failed to kill his stepfather, Dow, who was in Austria at the time of his wife's murder. He refused to give any more money until the contract was completed. Months passed and Dow was still alive. He began threatening the hitman, but when the hitman threatened back, Markham finally paid up. In the meantime, Markham Duff Smith got the $90,000 inheritance he was promised and immediately began spending it. By 1979, the money was dried up and Markham was once again employing Wayne Jenica. This time, it was to kill his adoptive sister, her husband, and their son, whose deaths would earn him $500,000. Wayne did his job, and Diana Wallstrath, John Wanstrath, and 14-month-old Kevin were all shot to death. A determined Houston detective refused to see their deaths as a murder. A determined Houston detective refused to see their deaths as a murder-suicide. The medical examiner had ruled it and began looking into the potential that this was a triple murder. 
Then he got a surprising call. A man named Donald Wayne Shaline called the police to give them information on a former co-worker named Markham Duff Smith. According to Donald, he and Markham had begun working together several months after the death of his mother. And that during a chance meeting, Markham had gone into great detail about how and why he killed his mother. He sat on this information for three years, not knowing what to do. But when he heard about the murder of Markham's sister, brother-in-law, and nephew, he knew he had to do something. The detective pursued the case and found evidence that backed up Donald's story. It also implicated Walter Waldhauser, Paul McDonald, and Wayne Jenica. Markham Duff Smith was sentenced to death for his role in the death of his mother and indicted for the second murder, though he was never charged. And for that crime, he maintained his innocence. That was until just before he was executed when he finally admitted to the murders of Diana, John, and Kevin. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on June 30th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.